Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. All right, so we have been going through Colossians, and uh, just to kind of get us caught up very quickly, or as quickly as possible, we have life in Christ, we then went through Jesus' authority, we talked about our completeness in Christ, we talked about our treasure found in Christ, and then we talked about our perfection following after Christ, and all these noticed that it's all focal, the focal point is understanding that our relationship is not found in the, what we're doing. Our relationship is found in Christ. That Jesus' authority is not by somebody voting for him or whether or not it's based on perception or how many followers or how many subscribers to his YouTube channel he has. You know, he is God and he absolutely positively, he his authority ranks above everybody because it is who he is. He is God. Um, and then our completeness is in Christ, that God created mankind. And when he did, there was a little thing that was left out there in Genesis. And if you're really wondering, you turn over to Genesis. And after he says, it's like, and he created it and it was good. Interesting that that was missed out right after creating man, but Jesus was our completion, and Jesus says, it is finished. And so our completion, our identity is found in him, and the mystery, the treasure is found in Christ, and to present ourselves perfect, well, there's no way that we can do that. We cannot present ourselves perfect, but we can allow Christ in us. It is not I who live, but it's Christ in us who lives. And then last Sunday, we talked about our belief. We talked about our relationship with one another and our intellectually searching out the life in the mystery that is Christ Jesus. And we talked about that that is our protection. That is our foundation. Our belief in Christ, our relationship with one another, that we're knit together not in opinion, knit together not in way we think, but we're knit together in love through Christ. That's how we are knit together. And intellectual thinking, that we're searching out the scriptures. It, it's, a, it's a knowledge not based on blind faith, but it's knowledge based on faith in Christ that is foundational. And this is our protection and our foundation. And today, we're going to be talking about um, the title, Run the Race, and Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you, Father, that we can come before you and serve you and, and follow after you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Today we're talking about running the race. And kind of in that same line of it being all of it, 
<clears throat> we want to avoid the habit of temporary or thinking temporary. This nation was not developed or was not founded by people who thought temporary. They tried very much to actually aim for the future. There are a few things that I struggle with in today's day and age. One of the things is the term diets. Diets are very temporary. How do I know this? Because everybody says I'm on a diet. Okay with the expectation at some point in time I'm going to get off the diet. Or at some point in time I'm going to slip up and not be on the diet and then I'll be back on the diet. So it's like a bicycle, you know, you be on it sometimes and off of it other times. Dating is another thing. Dating is kind of set up. I think, uh, you know, there's a friend of mine that basically said that, that dating kind of sets up a temporary deal. And it, it really is when, when you date, well, I'm going to try out this, but you don't really, it, it just doesn't work that way. Another one that gets me is workout. I'm working out. As if you're going to stop. Well, I do, and when I stop, then I have more issues. I'm at that age, and I know that to some of you I'm really young, and to some of you I'm really old. Eventually, I'm going to get to the point where everybody just thinks I'm old. So it will happen. Um, but I'm at, that, I'm at that point in my life where if I don't work out, I don't move. So it's not about me working out. It's actually about my life right now. And... My diet is not something that I just diet, I just do. It's how I eat now. It's not about, it's not about a diet for a short period of time like I think I'm going to actually get off of it at some point in time. I have to make it a life choice. So it's not a diet, it's a this is how I eat. It's not dating, I'm looking for quality and I'm willing to wait. I'm going to say that again. I'm not dating I'm looking for quality, and I'm willing to wait. And that is on both sides. There are some that look at the term Christianity as if it is temporary. I'm a Christian when I'm in church. Outside, it's just a title. Or I'm at a Bible camp. Or, I'm really a Christian when I'm around the pastor. Or, when I'm at a youth group, or a men's, or a men's event, or a women's event. Or an evangelist comes over. Or singing time. And really, it's not the term Christian, it's actually life in Christ. It's not temporary. It's not based on where you are at. It's not based on the situation that you are in. It is not based on the people that you are dealing with. There are some times and some moments in time that you wouldn't mind actually pausing the Christian and telling people how you really feel. Or rather, there may have been some times that you did put a pause on that whole deal and you told people how you really felt. I'm not saying I haven't been there. All I'm saying is that it's not a pause button. It is a life. 
It's just like in, in dieting, it's just like in working out, it's just like in all those things. It is not a temporary thing as if you're going to get off of it. It is who you are. When they look at you and you say, that person just really, that, that's how they eat. Whenever I'm around them, this is how they eat. Whenever I, I am with them, this is what they are doing. They're always doing that. When they go and they develop friendships or relationships, they look for quality and they do not look and they are willing to wait for the friend and not, does not mind being alone and without a friend until they find Find the friend with the quality with which they can actually be friends. A life in Christ is not a location-based, situation-based, or group-based event. It is a life. And Paul lays out what he is looking for. So if you're wondering how, what do I need to look for? What, what is it that I need to do? Well, Paul is writing Colossians, and in Colossians he is going through and he's talking to people who he is not present with, and he makes that very clear. He has not ministered to, he makes that very clear. And he's telling them exactly what you look for. So in Colossians... Chapter 2, looking at verse 5 through 7. And this is his litmus test. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Now, I looked up steadfastness, and in the complete Jewish Bible, if you actually have one of those, you can actually find steadfastness is interpreted as firmness, which one will be fine. And it means something established, confirmed. So what Paul is basically saying is, I am looking forward to, I am rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness, the confirmation of the life of Christ in you of your faith in Christ. And in verse 6, it says, As you therefore have received Christ the Lord, so walk in him. I looked up that word in the Greek. Did you know that walk in the Greek, in this, in this particular says, means literally to live. So you can appropriately say, As you therefore have received Christ the Lord, live in him. Live in him. And in verse 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. That word rooted is a very interesting phrase that basically means become stable. It's not that you start stable, you become stable. So as you're following, as your life is found in Christ, as your life begins this journey, you, your roots grow down and you become stable. So, run the race. How do you train? 
They say that the best training is you train like it's for real. How do you run? Through your life, work, play, and your entertainment, you walk this way. Steadfast walk rooted in Christ. Established, confirmed, living, becoming stable in Christ. That's it. Greg, how do you define Christianity? I just did. Or actually, technically, Paul just did. Wait, wait. It is, isn't there more? Isn't there supposed to be something more to this? Let's look in Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Notice that the problems happen when we start looking to one another. Do not look to one another because when we look to one another, we become conceited, we, <clears throat> we provoke one another, and we start envying one another. It is all about me and concentrating on Jesus. It's about you and concentrating on Jesus, and it's about us coming together, concentrating on Jesus. It's only when I look to another person that I start, I either want to be like that or I don't want to be like that. Or, you know, this is something wrong or that's something right. You know, either which way. We start picking out things that we like, things that we don't like. And it's like, that has nothing to do with anything. It has everything to do with the fact that my relationship with Christ is the priority. And if my relationship with Christ is the priority, if you are struggling, I, as a fellow brother, and Christ comes along and say, hey, um, is there something that I can encourage you in? Notice the difference. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm actually trying to encourage. Now, not a lot of times, if a person is in the dark place, a lot of times they don't want to indicate the fact that they're in the dark place. So they'll turn on a light bulb or something like that, something to be, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. You're like, Okay. But you know what? When you're ready to talk, I'm here. And I want to let you know something, that I love you. You want to know why you do that? Because that's exactly how God treated you. While you were still sinners, God sent his son to die on the cross for us. So if you see a fellow brother or sister that's struggling, or you see somebody that may be having issues, it's not a finger point in time. It is a, let's see where, where we can do to encourage that time. That we can actually build them up in the Lord. Build them up in love. Because why? Because it turns out we are knitted together in love. Now, here's the weird, really, really, really weird thing too. Now I'm going to put a little craziness into this because it seems kind of rather strange, so prepare yourself. Jesus said something weird about loving your enemies. Oh, ooh, that's a... That's a coat of a different color, isn't it? 
Now, we are knitted together in love, so how do we deal with the people around us? Well, Jesus says to love your enemies and to love the people around you, so love your neighbor as yourself. So, yes, we are knitted together in love, so we, as being knitted together in love, turns out we, as a group of individuals following after Christ, love others. Doesn't mean that we agree with what they do. Doesn't mean that we, you know, support what they do. But we definitely, in any way, shape, or form, we need to make sure that our actions and our behavior match that. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. So we train, we run this race. And the reason why we do it, we're going to flip back into Colossians here. And we're looking at Colossians chapter 2, and we're looking at verses 8 through 10. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. I'm going to pause right there. The reason why you do not want to establish yourself based on the basic principles of what is acceptable today is because man's rules and the world's viewpoint on rules change. You do not want to establish yourself based on man's rules because they change based on how things and people think or viewpoint and you think you're one way and somebody else thinks they're another way. It is moving. And the reason for this, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. So here you have... Here you have yourself. Do not be led away by things that sound right to other people, but that you may be founded in Christ. And in Hebrews 13, 7 through 9, we find out why. Because in Hebrews 13, 7 through 9, it says this, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace. Not with foods, and that was a, a big argument going on in that point in time. You can put pretty much any religious point of view right there, foods which have not provided those who have been occupied with them. Here's the thing. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, and the kindness, and the meekness, and the mercy, and the gentleness, and the long-suffering, all that stuff comes from not how good things, how many good things you do. It comes from the Spirit of God that is within you and your relationship with Jesus and your following after. You cannot do enough good things to develop your life right enough for God. The only way to become right with God is to allow your life, your life, to be in Christ. And that life found in Christ changes you in the way and establishes you so that your demeanor, your attitude, and your behavior matches that of the Father. There is no rules behind that. There is no way to do that. So you say to me, isn't there more? I don't think I could handle any more. 
I think in my life as I walk, it is enough for me to concentrate on Jesus. It is enough for me to live a life that honors God. It is enough for me to be dealing with individuals and show love to one another. I think that's enough. I don't know how, I don't think I could handle any more. I don't think I could handle any more checklists on my life. I think that's good enough. Because in him is the completeness for me and for you. And so Paul labels out and he gives the litmus test. And we're going to get into deeper uh, on in, in verses 9 and 10 in Colossians later on. But run the race steadfast. Walk rooted in Christ. And cast everything else aside. Don't be pulled away by different doctrines. Don't be pulled away by different attitudes, even if it seems plausible. Because the thing about it is, is that you focus on Christ. And if you focus on Christ, you're going to know what it means to love your neighbor. If you focus on Christ, you're going to know what it means to be knitted together. If you focus on Christ, you're going to know what it means to care when another person is hurting and love another person who is feeling unlovable and be able to deal with people who are feeling upset at that point in time or whatever is going on. Why? Because it is the spirit within you. It is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that is the love that we need to share. It is not my love, but it is God's love in me reflecting to one another. Run the race. Be steadfast. Live. Become stable. It is enough. Adding anything more to that, I, nobody can handle that. Nobody can handle that. Run the race. We're about ready to actually get into communion here. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. And I pray, Father, that as we enter into communion, I pray, Father, that you may bless this time, that you may keep it. And I pray, Father, that you may keep our hearts, Father. And that, Father, that we may honor you. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.